Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Nine on Your Side Sports Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Layton. I'm with the general manager of the Wilson Tobbs, Mike Bell. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So you've been here for a while. We're going on 11 years, right? Yes. So talk about from the beginning to now. Oh, gosh. So I started in Wilson as an intern. Um, back, I was a sophomore in college at East Carolina University and actually had a faux hawk, <laughs> cut off shirts. I walked in. I don't know how the old GM hired me on. Um, but I'm glad he did. There was a new ownership change the year before, so I got to be part of that process. I kept coming back each summer mm -hmm. from intern to director of group sales to whatever it had been. And then I left to go work for the Charlotte Checkers in their corporate sales department. And I got a phone call from the GM I work with and said, hey, you know, I want you to come back. I want you to be the AGM, work here for about a year. And, uh, you know, I'll hand it off to you. And then I accepted it. I went and worked here for three months. And he said, I'll see you later. You're in charge. So that was about on purpose. But I love it. I live here in Wilson. I love Wilson. It's a huge baseball town. The Little League program here is, is fantastic. The Tobs have been around since 1908. So it's went back and forth. It's been majority from 1908 to 1996, mm -hmm. a uh, minor league organization. Uh, but since 1997 till now, it's been college summer. So it's part of the okay. Coastal Plain League. It's one of the draft prospect leagues. So I get to be around NCAA college athletes and stuff all the time. We do year-round events, so it keeps it very... It's just a lot going on. It has a lot of hats to wear, but I eventually came on as the AGM and, and then became the GM, found a house, and I live here with my wife, Annabelle, and my baby girl, Georgia Bell. So uh, I've got Southern Bells in the house. <laughs> uh, but I love Wilson. I love everything about it. I love the town. I love the atmosphere. We're all about entertainment. We're all about the community and helping people in the community with every event that we do. You think Wilson is like a hidden gem almost? Yes. Yeah. We're in the North Carolina Baseball <laughs> Museum. That that that's itself yeah. is, a, is a hidden gem. But... You just, it's smack dab in the middle of Raleigh and Greenville, so it, sometimes it gets overlooked, but there has been a lot of big influx of people from Raleigh and Greenville now living here. Mm -hmm. um, and so Wilson's expanding drastically. Uh, there's a lot of hidden restaurant gems here. It is still your tobacco, farmland, <laughs> farm place, but downtown's expanding. Um, but sports here run very, very strong. I mean, it's still part of North Carolina, so you're still going to have very good sports mm -hmm. anywhere you go. And the Little League actually hosts the uh, Little League State Championships for North Carolina. Yeah. So you come here, you see the museum, you see these restaurants, you see the Little League hosting state championships, and you're just like, what? <laughs> like, where do Why? I start? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it, it's, it's trending in the right direction for sure. So you, now that we just mentioned you've been here for a while, how have you... Um, you're, you've obviously grown a lot with this program and organization, but how have you watched everything else grow around you with the Wilson Tobbs? So you got to keep up pace with the time. Obviously, one of the biggest things is go into online tickets and credit card transactions and digital media and everything like that. So one of the biggest things is keeping up with all the trends. And where it comes to difficult is you still 
got an older community in Wilson, so you have to satisfy the new and satisfy the old <laughs> and kind of, you know, toggle back and forth. Um, but, you know, the expansion of not just baseball here, the expansion of, again, the Little League program, the expansion of downtown development and everything they have. Um, Wilson is very self-sufficient with utilities and, and green light and stuff as well. So it's just one of those places where there's always something new happening and there's always things you need to adjust and it is just growing drastically. And I love it because, you know, we grow as an organization. We're getting more fans every, every, every single year. Um, we have more entertainment every year. We've got a new pump it up entertainment theme. So you just don't have to be a baseball fan to love coming out to the games. We have a lot more. Again, it's all about entertainment. It's all about the fans. It's all about the community. 80% of the people come out may not even care about baseball, but they just want to be part of the community and help the local hometown team and have fun. Do you guys do a lot of theme nights for the games? About every night. Yeah. We, we go from opening night fireworks to Fleming Fan Feast Tuesdays to Thirsty Thursdays to the Beer and Barbecue Festival on Saturday to Dollar Dogs with Your Dogs on Sunday where you can bring your dogs out and Pink Night, Military Appreciation Night. Our big event this year that we recently added with the help of Team USA is we're playing Team Japan out here on oh, July 5th. Wow. So there's just a very competitive league. Uh -huh. The league in its entirety is owned by the Durham Bulls and Capital Broadcasting. They bought them out this year. Uh -huh. So they were going to be expanding. There's going to be a new team in Greenville next year as part of the CPL and then a team in Rocky Mountain. I've heard Uhari as well. Okay. Um, but just the expansion of this league and everything it entails, it seems to be that 264 corridor yeah. is just <laughs> opening up wider. Kind of off topic, what did you think about the Wood Ducks and that whole situation? Um, you know, it, it's there's a lot that goes into that. Um, you know, I've, I've pride to them. I actually had a conversation with the minor league baseball commissioner back when I was at ECU, mm -hmm. and he gave it a 5% chance that when they used to be called the Kinston Indians and they disbanded, it was a 5% chance that they would come back. Oh, wow. And they fought those odds. They came back as the Down East Wood Ducks. They fixed up a lot of stuff in, in their ballpark. But I think the struggle of it is, is Kinston still has some room to grow over there. Mm -hmm. And now that minor league baseball is requiring so many upgrades and so much different upkeep and, and fan experience and staff experience that financially it's, it's a burden in a lot of different places. Yeah. Um, but there's people in our league that have their hands over there as well. And so sometimes it's the flip of the coin and, and you may be the unlucky location to be yeah. on the map to, to relocate. Yeah. Now with the CPL, Coast Plain League and summer team, and like you said, you get to be a lot of uh, around a lot of NCAA baseball players, which is really cool. I mean, college baseball is so much fun to watch, especially we're getting to this time of year. And as ECU alum, I mean, watching our ECU baseball team play is, is so much fun. But where do these NCAA baseball players, where do they come from? Is it all around the country? How do they get here? Um, when it comes to recruiting, I don't think we have enough time to talk about everything that goes into it, but anywhere and everywhere. Um, the teams in our league have the coaches and player recruitment coordinators. Uh, I don't do much recruiting. It's usually a lot of the GMs in this league handle the operations of the day-to-day -day to set up the entertainment, um, but every team has coaches and play recruiters that when they do recruiting, they're either going to see them when they go out and play because they coach at universities mm -hmm. or they have contacts. There's so many people that have played in this league that are now coaches that there's a lot of communication. So we have guys coming from Nebraska. We got guys coming from California, from Lehigh, from D2, D3, JUCO, Community College. We've got three kids from Barton right here in Wilson, oh, yeah. and we've got three kids coming from Texas. So it's wow. the best players that you can get your hands on um, that you know obviously the, the toughest part is if they throw too much right. or if they have an injury then the coaches might shut them down 
if they go into super regionals, chances are you won't ever see them if they right. go that far. Right. There's just a lot of moving factors that go into it. I mean, we went through 56 players last summer. Oh and so that seems to be the norm, especially when they enter the transfer portal. That coach that's at Nebraska may say, hey, I didn't have a relationship with you. I don't want him it, going and there. And that happens so often, too. Yes. More but it makes it that. interesting. It makes it, it great. It makes it more competitive during the season because you might win 10 in a row and lose players and lose five in a row and, you know, go from there and have to find guys and fill the gaps. So it, it, it makes you a better organization and, and better at your job when you got to deal with that. You read a lot about some of these players. They think they're coming here for the summer or any summer league team, and then they get drafted or they get drafted in the middle of it. So is it like a, a lot of turnover? In the summer. Yeah, I, it, usually if they're expecting to be in drafts round one through five or one through ten, uh, they're probably not going out to play summer ball. They're going to yeah. probably sit at home or they're going to train and they're going to wait for the drafts. Um, but there always are draft guys that are coming in that 10 through 20 round where they say, hey, I still need to play even though when I'm going to be drafted, I need to stay fresh. Mm -hmm. um, but what's really helped us is when they reduced the draft to the 20s, yeah. it, became, it gave a lot of players a more realistic viewpoint of what they should do. So, all right, maybe I do need to go play because I don't know. Right. So that actually has helped us out a little bit. Now, what brought you to ECU? Sport management program, the sports studies and sport management program. I, I went there and, and, and played hockey there as well because I'm, I'm actually a bigger hockey fan than I am, a baseball <laughs> fan. Uh, but I ended up going there because of the sports studies program and the business program and their health and human performance. And I found out about Wilson from one of my professors that said, just go down there, mm -hmm. check out the museum, check out the atmosphere in baseball there. You'll love it. And I did. Mm -hmm. And I ended up here. What was it like working with the Charlotte Checkers? It was fun. I mean, when I was there, I was an intern when I was there, and I worked with the corporate sales department, and it was very interesting because it was the last year that they were playing at Time Warner Cable Arena, and they were going back to Bojangles Coliseum, so they were trying to figure out how do we go, what's the operations, what advertising can we sell, where do we need to put up signs, so I got to be part of that whole how do we transition, what can we sell financially, what are we looking at. Yeah. For those, uh, obviously no one was listening to this conversation, but before we started this podcast, we actually learned that we are from the same small town in Charlotte. You grew up in Pittsburgh, correct? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, but in Charlotte, we found out that we grew up in the in the same small town, like rival high schools. So that was yes. certainly crazy. You talk <laughs> about Time Warner Cable Arena, and that feels like nostalgia, like a flashback in my mind, because it's hard to believe how much, I mean, we're in Wilson, but how much Charlotte has changed, and even Indian Trail in this small town we yes. are from. If you know where Indian Trail is, you guys, we can talk, but a lot of people <laughs> don't. So it's certainly so crazy to watch how all of that has changed. Yes. Those big hubs, those downtown areas, everything around it is just blowing up. Yep. So it's just keep up with the times. <laughs> I mean, things are changing. Greenville is just absolutely blown up mm -hmm. since I've been there now. What's your favorite part about this job? I get to do a little bit of everything. I'll go from coordinating and setting up a high school fall league to cleaning up trash around the ballpark to selling advertising to make it ticket calls to being on the field with the microphone during Tobbs game day. The diversity is one of the biggest things that I love about it. The other thing is how small our staff is. Mm -hmm. Everybody that comes and works here just really gets their hands on. It's not go get the coffee, go pick this up. It's right. like, hey, your promotions and marketing, we need to figure this out. So it really gives that person who needs to grow their career, that experience and being part of that and giving them that transition is very, very beneficial. How competitive is this league? 
vary. I mean, usually as you, you think of college summer baseball, you think of the Cape Cod League, the number one, the draft league. But right underneath that is us in the Northwoods League. Some may argue some other leagues are there. Um, but we're, you know, six or seven guys on the team at least are getting drafted every single year. I mean, your big what top one through five weeks we talk about aren't going to go out. But it's, it's and now that the Bulls own it, it's only going to make the competitiveness that much bigger. We have 16 teams in the league. They're shooting for 20. So, I mean, it's going to be the go-to league. It's going to be the big college summer league on the coast. Do you guys have, like, a rival? at all like a team that you're like man I I mean obviously you want to be every team but is there anyone that sticks out you think I say something like Holly Springs down yeah. the road or something but it's actually the Peninsula Pilots in Hampton oh, we wow. we don't like them and they don't <laughs> like us our fans don't like their fans and their fans don't like our fans and so it's very interesting when we have them playing but you know it, being in the management position it's always something you have to watch out for and that's also another reason that I'm on the field is I can monitor situations like that um, but, you know, our, our player recruitment coordinator and myself have been here for a really long time, and the coaching staff over at Peninsula has been there for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And so there hasn't been changeover in the competitiveness <laughs> and in the frustration. So <laughs> Now, what are some changes now that this is a kind of a recent position for you somewhat? What are the changes you've seen, or has it kind of been the same, or... Has there been big responsibility changes? So one of the biggest things that I've tried to transition over is the new ownership, I say new, but it was about 12 years ago, um, is an ownership of, of a guy that lives, uh, Greg Sweary lives in Thomasville, and his father-in-law who lives in New Jersey. Before that was the Turner's family who live in Wilson, were born in Wilson, and was the locally owned team. Okay. So trying to overcome going from the locally owned team to somebody coming in has been one of the biggest factors. Um, but outside of that, when I was an intern, there was just not a lot of people on our staff and not a lot of help. And so over the time when I got in this position, I said, all right, every theme night needs to help somebody. Mm -hmm. Home Run for Hunger, let's feed the food pantries. Mm -hmm. Pink night, let's help you know women who can't afford mammograms. I want to make sure every theme night has something that helps the community because that eventually gets fans out, and that's a feel-good, and it makes you the hometown team. Mm -hmm. And we actually have, I mentioned staff, we have myself and Drew and Griffin as full-time staffers, and then I have nine interns, and then we wow. have 25, 30 game day staff. So that has <laughs> drastically changed as well to make sure that we are providing the best, most efficient experience for the fans. Plus, when you have more people, I don't get bugged as much, so yeah. I get to <laughs> I go out there and, and, and get on the mic and get thing. people excited. Yep. Do you have a favorite theme night? that you look forward to the most? Oh, man. Opening night is, I, it's cliche. Oh, opening <laughs> night's the first game. I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, I really like Military and Local Heroes Appreciation Night just because of all the pregame stuff we do. They're going to be bringing out High Mars. Wow. Uh, look that up when you guys get a chance. High Mars, they are, they are launching rocket just tanks, I guess you could say. Uh, we actually enlist high school um, students into the military that want to enlist into it. Um, Last game of the year is probably my least exciting because it's the last game of the year. But I don't know. Outside, I, I can't really pick one. I love Pink Night. I like Home Run for Hunger. I like those events that have a cause, that help people mm -hmm. um, because that's the background and that what, that's what makes Wilson Tobbs us being we are Wilson. Yeah. That's, that's what makes us. Anything else you want to say about the season, the team, anything? No. We're just no? ready to pump it up, yeah. get things started, <laughs> and, and get some entertainment going. Great. All right. Thank you so much, and I will see you guys next week.